1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, August the 10th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 10, 1945, a day after the atomic bombing of Nagasaki, I mentioned that yesterday, Imperial Japan conveyed the willingness to surrender, provided the status of Emperor Hiroshita remained unchanged. Well, the Allies responded the next day, saying, They, not Japan, would determine the emperor's future status. Today, in 1821, Missouri, or Missouri, as some of you say, that became the 24th state. Today, in 1885, Leo Daft, he opened America's first commercially operated electric streetcar. It was in Baltimore. Today in 1944, during World War II, American forces overcame the remaining Japanese resistance on Guam. Today in 1962, Marvel Comics, superhero Spider-Man. He made his debut in issue 15. The cover price was 12 cents. Today in 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was sworn in as the second female justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. And today in 2019... Jeffrey Epstein, remember him, Yeah, accused of orchestrating a sex trafficking ring, sexually abusing dozens of underage girls, was found unresponsive in his cell at a New York City jail. He was later pronounced dead at a hospital. The city's medical examiner ruled the death, a suicide, by hanging. I'm going to come back to Jeffrey Epstein in a couple of minutes. But one year ago today, vote counting machine maker Dominion Voting Systems, they filed a defamation lawsuit, in fact a number of them, against right-wing broadcasters and a prominent Donald Trump ally over their baseless claims that the 2020 election was marred by fraud. I think the, the prominent Donald Trump ally that they're mentioning, at least one of them, is that Pillow guy. He was, uh, boy, they went after him. They've almost broken him. He'd made millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, I understand, with his pillows and blankets and sheets and all that. And he was on all over the place on television. And they've just about broken his back because they didn't agree with him. And they didn't think he had the right to say what he believed. That is the bottom line. And that's where we are in America today, Unfortunately. I say that with no joy, but it is true. A day after the FBI conducted their search on President, former President Donald Trump's estate in Florida, Hillary Clinton is all over the place. She's out there on the media. She could not resist, of course. She's been promoting her merchandise. Donald Trump has his Make America Great Again hat, the MAGA hat. So a while back, Hillary came up with her Uh, her merch, as they say. And she has these, uh, I think they're hats and T-shirts. Yeah, they're hats and T-shirts. And uh, what it says on there, it says, but her emails. And that is supposed to be some kind of a kind of a sardonic response among her supporters to Trump and others who accuse her of erasing 33,000 emails, which... She did, that's not even in question. Clinton wrote yesterday that every hat or t-shirt sold benefits Onward Together. That's a political action committee that she founded following her loss to Trump in 2016 presidential election. Yeah, I'll bet it every t-shirt and hat does benefit Onward Together, as in Bill and Hillary. Onward Together probably ends up right in their hip pocket. I don't know. In a follow-up tweet, she said, I'm not making this up, in a follow-up tweet yesterday, she said um, that the $30 hats quickly sold out, but you can pre-order them, and of course pre-pay, and you'll get one when they're back in stock. That's the word of Hillary Clinton today in America. She just can't let it go. But you can get a $30 hat that says, but for the emails, if you'll pay now and get the hat later. Boy, I'll tell you, this world is so upside down. I mean, I, Isaiah was so right. Good is evil, and evil is good. And sweet is sour, and sour is sweet. And reading in First Samuel this morning, it came across chapter 2, verse 9. I know the verse. I've preached sermons on the verse, actually. But it says, He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. That is the word of the Lord, and we can trust in that. It will not fail. It will not change. God is in control of all things. The El Salvador president I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Nayib Bukele or Bukel. He's criticized. I caught my attention because I've been in El Salvador a lot, in, in particular in the city of San Salvador. But he he's criticizing the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. He's, he, he's, he's not happy about the raid on former U.S. President Donald Trump's personal residence at Mar-a-Lago he tweeted this officially from uh, as president of of El Salvador he said what would the us government say if our in capital letters our police raided the house of one of the main possible contenders of our 2024 presidential election interesting comment they would probably denounce it and pound their fist on and say we've got to set those people free in El Salvador He made his point. I saw a lot of responses from all over the place, around the world, in fact. People were saying, yeah, they were agreeing with him. It's two very different standards. On the one hand, we claim to be exporting freedom to the world. On the other hand, we're choking it in America. Unfortunately, that's where we are, and we need to be informed and not misled. That's why we do what we do every day here to help those who listen to have a perspective, a biblical perspective, on what's going on in our world. We could not do this, and we wouldn't be here without your support, and we need your support. I feel things are really tightening up on any voice, bigger, little, large or small, that is speaking the truth in the kind of the growing, developing darkness, this period that we're going through in America, the greatest nation in the history of the world. A nation that are some of those who first arrived on the shores of this continent saw as a city on a hill, not as a growing darkness or swamp as it's been called in recent years. I believe that God is fully aware of what's going on here, and I believe that God is in control. I also believe that God, through his word, has called his people, and I know that some of my pastor friends don't agree with me, but I truly believe that God has called Christians to be salt and light, certainly, we all agree on that, I think, but to be salt and light in a decaying culture in a way that we address these issues with whatever influence we have. Certainly our voting, and if we have a voice, if we have a voice of influence, we need to be using it for the values upon which this nation was founded because they are the values that are taught in the Bible. Old and New Testament. That's where we are today, and I think we're at a crossroad. It's going to be important what we do, not in the years ahead, but in the months, months ahead. As I said yesterday, former President Trump's Palm Beach home, Mar-a-Lago, was raided by FBI agents. Trump responded. He said, these are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home is currently under siege, raided, occupied by a large group of FBI agents, and they were all over the place, you've probably seen some of the pictures. He said nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States, a former president. He's right. They haven't. Former Harvard law professor and Democrat, Alan Dershowitz, he said, man, he criticized this rate. He says it's at least misconduct, maybe worse. He's he's not even a Trump supporter. He's a liberal. He's a lawyer. He's a law professor, retired Harvard law professor. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she didn't want to miss her moment in front of the camera, and she dismissed the raid. She said, we believe in the rule of law. That's what our country is about. And no person is above the law, not even the president of the United States, not even a former president of the United States. I had to pause when I saw her statement. Really, Nancy? Hillary Clinton essentially ran her communications as secretary of state through a server in her home, which is not supposed to happen, and when she was questioned and subpoenaed by Congress to turn over the email on that thing that's supposed to be owned by the public, who pay her salary and other uh, of her things that she does, she when she was questioned, she deleted and acid wash, 33,000 of those emails. And she can laugh about it and try to marginalize it and make it a joke, but it isn't a joke nothing ever happened to her. There were no consequences. She remains to this day above the law. Nancy Pelosi is not telling the truth when she says, you know, I believe this nation, nobody is above the law. Of course, there are people above the law. Hillary Clinton is certainly one of them. There's no consequences. And I would say to Nancy, have you ever heard of Hunter Biden? Why isn't he, why are there no consequences with him? Because he is Joe's son, and Joe told America that he didn't know anything about Hunter's business. And we all know, all of us little people out here, we know that he knows everything about it. They're setting aside millions of dollars on this deal and that deal and so on for the big guy. The big guy is Joe Biden, his dad. But he doesn't know anything about that. <clears throat> there was a recent report that came out. People that are involved from other countries doing business with Hunter have signed in at the White House since Joe Biden became president 18 times. And he doesn't know anything about it. If that were true, that might be more scary than (laughs) his knowing about it. The leftist widely read Atlantic It's suggesting that they and the world believe that America is in decline. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today and about some of the reasons that it may be what I think is the solution. Fox News reported yesterday, quote, former President Trump on Monday said his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida was under siege by a large group of FBI agents conducting a search warrant. We all know that was true. Fox said nothing like this has ever happened, quoting the president. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before after working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies. This unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate, Trump said. It's prosecutorial misconduct, weaponization of the justice system. And it's an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately want me to run, do not want me to run for president in 2024, Well, he's absolutely right. Especially, he said, based on recent polls, and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. He is right on that, whether you support Trump or not, or want him to run or not. He's right. This is all about the next election. I am 100% certain of that. Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries, Trump says. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries. Well, I don't know that we have become that, but we are certainly walking that path. Corrupt at a level not seen before. He alleged that the FBI agents broke into his safe. Other people that were there confirmed that. They said they had popped his safe. They broke into it. Alan Dershowitz, a former Harvard law professor and liberal Democrat, he characterized the raid as misconduct. As I said, noting that this type of raid is normally a method of last resort. And Dershowitz said the onus will be on the Biden administration to show justification of or anything in the raid would be suppressed in a in a in a court, but it won't be because I mean it should be. Dershowitz knows the law obviously, but it won't be because. Look at what's happening on this January 6th investigation. They don't even interview anyone who disagrees with the narrative they're putting out. Day after day after day to the news media, sometimes all the networks have gone to live television to get the message out that Trump tried to take over, like Hitler or somebody tried to take over Washington, D.C., when there's another very, very compelling story That most of what you're seeing from Liz Cheney is simply not true. They are picking and choosing and Hollywood producers, I'm not overstating it, Hollywood producers are producing that stuff you see on television. It's like a movie. There's bits and pieces that are real. And it's all tied together with a storyline, a narrative, and a desired outcome. That's what you're seeing as so-called, invest it's not an investigation at all. It's just the media giving over their power to Liz Cheney and those other folks that are doing this, trying to destroy Trump before he might run again and might get elected. I'll tell you, many on the left are justifying the raid by explaining that the FBI could not have conducted the raid unless a judge signed off on the raid of Trump's house. No judge would have signed off unless they were, were certain the feds were on to something in Trump's home, they're saying. There are many of them, many people. I mean, all over MSNBC and CNN, that's what they're all saying. Ironically, so that caught my attention. So I thought, I wonder who did sign off on that. I mean, maybe I've heard his name before. So I looked into it um, since we spoke, were together yesterday on this program. Ironically, the judge who signed off on this raid was, first of all, a donor to Barack Obama, but he is closely linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, we just mentioned him a few moments ago, found dead in his cell. The convicted pedophile. The judge, the judge that signed the the go-ahead, the affidavit, the go-ahead piece of paper to barge into Trump's home and Go through everything. In fact, there's a story out there today from a very credible—I think it's Breitbart—one of them are reporting that they they also went through Melania's closet of designer clothes. They went through the, all of her stuff, her personal stuff. I mean, you tell me what that has to do with what they're claiming. I don't know. Does the United States government own her clothes? I mean, I don't think so amazing and was she an elected official no is she somehow breaking the law i don't know but boy i hope all this at least gets an airing of truth somewhere and somebody turns on a light so we can look at all this stuff that's kind of shaded and jaded and around the margins but yeah the the guy that signed off the judge worked directly with Epstein and people that were working with him, some of his facilitators. The New York Post is reporting that the Florida federal magistrate judge who signed off on a search warrant authorizing the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort donated to Barack Obama's 2008 presidential campaign months after he left the local U.S. attorney's office to represent employees of convicted pedophile Jer- Jeffrey Epstein, who had received immunity in the long-running self-trafficking, uh, sex-trafficking investigation of the financier. Sources tell the Post that they say, and I'm quoting them, Judge Bruce Reinhardt approved the warrant that enabled federal aid agents to cover up uh, to, to have a- access to the South Florida estate on Monday of Trump, calling it an unannounced raid on my home, as Trump is saying, which is true. Reinhardt's record is less than sterling. He was sued by two of Epstein's victims who accused him, the judge, of violating Justice Department policies by switching sides in the middle of the Epstein investigation, suggesting he had spilled inside information about the probe to build favor with the notorious defendant, Epstein who was, as you know, as I just said, later found dead in his jail cell. That's the judge. He's a player. He's clearly dishonest in his dealings. He's the one that allowed the FBI to do what they did. This is beginning to sound more like third world country to me. And I think the president of El Salvador probably knows a lot more about it than most Americans, the third world part. I've spent a lot of time in Central America and elsewhere in third world and developing countries. And man, I hate to see our country stumbling along down that path. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, of course, she has her view, as I said. She told the Today Show, we believe in the NBC's Today Show. We believe in the rule of law. That's what our country is about. But is it really still about the rule of law? Or is it just, our laws just seen as facilitating tools to get what they want, the people in power? I hope it's still about the rule of law. I pray it is. I pray every day for this nation. Nancy pompously told NBC, no person is above the law. She's talking about this while reports are now circulating that a judge in Napa Valley, where she and her husband live, one of their homes on this big vineyard, is working to reduce her husband's drunk driving charge the other night. He was initially, it was initially filed following his collision with another car. He wrecked his 2021 Porsche. He ran into someone else. He was intoxicated and had been using drugs. It burst into the news overnight. It's just in the last week or so, but now... They're working to reduce, if not eliminate, any charges against him. And we should believe that she and her husband have made millions, millions in buying and selling stock using the knowledge that only someone in her position politically could have in advance. And Apparently, she believes Hunter Biden is above the law. What about President Biden's clearly proven knowledge about son Hunter's business dealings? And he's lying to the American public, claiming to know nothing about Hunter's dealings. And Nancy Pelosi looks the nation and the world in the face and says, We're no one is above the law. The quiet part of that is that except some of us who have more important things to do. I remember John Kerry was asked as he got off his private jet in Switzerland or I don't know somewhere. Recently, he was going on his, one of his, I mean, it's almost nonstop trips to talk about climate change, reducing, you know, climate change and so on by not traveling on airplanes while he takes his own private jet and jets all over the world. He was stepping off the plane and somebody asked him, I think it was a reporter, it probably was. They asked him, they said, "Um, why do you, why are you telling everyone not to, you know, fly jets and, you know, not Create carbon because we got to save the earth and so on. Why do you fly on your private jet everywhere you go? And, And his answer was very telling. And it kind of illuminates the left elitist attitudes. He said, well, he said, I have important work to do. And this is different. That's a quote. Okay, so my work is more important than your work in this democracy. And so if you If you need to fly in a private jet, you should stop doing that because we got to work together to save the planet. And I am telling people we have to do this so I'm more important than you are so I get to fly in a private jet. I mean, it just, it it feels like a sham sometimes and it's so bothersome when you know where our nation has come from. She must feel, she must feel, that Hunter and Hillary and all of these people are doing more important work. (laughs) And that's why they're above the law. Is America in decline? I think there's people suggesting that. The fact that the world is beginning to think so doesn't make it so. But it should cause every one of us who loves this country to give it some serious thought and some prayer. The leftist, widely read Atlantic, it's a magazine, been around forever. I mean, way back to Abraham Lincoln's day. They wrote about him when he was running for president. They published a lengthy article last week asking that very question. Here's how this story began. It's, it's long, and I'm not going to even go through it. I don't have time. But it, the story begins with this. A peculiar cognitive dissidence seems to have taken hold in the world. The Western response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, led and propped up by the United States, has reminded the world that the international order is, if anything, more dependent on the American military, economic, financial might now than only a few years ago. Yet everywhere you turn, there's a sense that the U.S. is in some form of terminal decline, too divided, incoherent, violent, and dysfunctional to sustain its Pax Americana. The writer says he was talking to a former French ambassador who remains well-connected in Europe, the diplomat, and he asked him, he said, are people in, in Europe talking about this? And this writer of this story says the former ambassador replied, we never stop talking about this matter. This person says from outside the U.S., many now see in America only relentless mass shootings, political dysfunction, social division, and the looming presence of Donald Trump. All of this seems to add up in the collective imagination and to an impression of a country on the brink, meeting all the conditions for a descent into civil unrest. I don't spend a lot of time personally thinking about or analyzing what Europeans think about us. We made that decision a long time ago in 1776. We decided to separate ourselves from them and become a new nation under God. So I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I think it's good to be aware. But there is a sense that something is very wrong in the most powerful, free, prosperous nation in the history of the world. While most Europeans have been talking about America's inevitable decline, they've looked to themselves to save themselves. But the idea is that the U.S. is declining in many respects, and the EU is now supposed to step up and fill the gap, but they are realizing that the EU cannot fill the gap. America still remains the most powerful presence on earth. And that's what this story is about. So there we are. It's time to pray for America. It's time to believe God for miracles in America. I believe America is worth it. I hope you do too. Well, we have more to say. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. But thank you for being with me. And thank you for your support.